Hey, this is Bruce Boudreau, and you're listening to Empty Betters with Nick Mack and Harrison. everybody and welcome back to episode 184 of empty betters i'm your host harrison schulz i'm going to toss it across the screen to my co-host mr nick manella what is going on my friend not too much man fired up to be back another season with you lovely lads it's been an absolute pleasure for the past what four or five i can't even count now uh yeah i'm fired up i'm really excited the washington capitals are starting their season tonight first game of the nhl season uh, game one of 81. I'm really, really pumped for this one against the Flames. Should be a, a big contest here for the boys. Yeah, we'll see what they got in store. Uh, you know, crazy. I thought they had a home opener scheduled for last week, but I guess we missed that. Um, that might be right, news dude. to them. To one of honest. 81. Yeah, game one of 81. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, week one of the NHL uh, under our belts. So we'd have a little recap of week one coming at you, as well as some thoughts, opinions, and insights about everything that's going on. But before we get to that, I'm going to toss it across the screen to my other co-host up in Wisconsin, who I will be seeing this weekend in the flesh, Mac Vogel. What's going on? Guess who's back? Back again. Mac is back. Hello, <laughs> friend. Okay, I got to I gotta say, it feels real good to be back, boys. I know we kind of already had our first episodes of the season with the previews, but now the hockey season is actually underway. This really feels like the beginning to me, so... I echo what Nick said. Welcome back, everyone. And it's good to be here with you, fellas. I'm ready to chat some hockey. Absolutely. And last but certainly not least, our other member of the crew, Mr. Jackson Gross over there in Illinois. What's going on, my friend? Uh, not a whole ton. Uh, just celebrated my mom's and stepdad's birthday over the weekend. So lots of fun there. Had some good cake. Gave my mom some awesome Legos, so she's a happy camper. Uh, Ooh, what set was it? Like a special set, or yeah, like, I need kind of. It's a uh, it was a Dobby the Elf oh, uh, from Harry Potter. Uh, so it had like the the diary and the sock and all that nice. kind of stuff. So nice. she, she loved it. Uh, things are going well. Otherwise, uh, the Bedard era is off to an interesting start. I'll have to rant about the schedule later, but. Um, <laughs> Before we get anything else, uh, just to say that uh, what happened to Mr. One of the best defensemen in the league uh, on opening night there, Harry? Well, what happened? You know, new system, uh, a little dash three action for Mr. EK65, but we shook off the rust. It's okay. I don't even remember the opening night game anymore. That was so long ago. Um, See, you're right there with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, the two wins since then, one including a shutout, must have erased my memory bank. So I apologize. <laughs> Um, all right, let's uh, get underway here. Reminder, uh, might be short notice because we haven't recorded an episode in a while, but if you follow us on social, you'll know this. This weekend, this Saturday on October 21st, we are going to be at Elwood's Liquor and Tap for the Chicago Blackhawks home opener against the defending Stanley Cup champion Vegas Golden Knights. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mac apparently offered up his couch to anyone who wants to go. Uh, going to be beer deals, 
drink deals. Gonna be a lot of fun. Can't wait to see everybody there. Yeah, I'm so serious about that, by the way. Even if you're listening in Baltimore right now, mm-hmm. if you're like, I don't have anything to do this weekend, if you can if you can pay your way to get here on a flight, get your ass over here. You can stay on my couch. I will lodge you, I will feed you, I will buy you some booze at the party. Uh, it'll be a nice, cheap, fun weekend for you. So offers on the table. We're going to have a lot of fun. It is an extremely comfortable couch speaking from experience. You can join me on the, uh, early AM flight on that next Sunday to catch the Ravens lions game just in time. I promise. Uh, should be a fun time, but yeah, super stoked. Want to thank Al Woods for letting us have a watch party there. Really excited to hang out with y'all. We get to see Connor Bedard at the United center for the first time ever all together. Should be a fun time. Uh, let's move on to the question of the day, which is presented by Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's Real Bay apparel made by Real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh. Brackish Life. This is just a reminder that they have also teamed up with Rink to Reef Chesapeake Bay to preserve the area that many of us call home. Rink to Reef repurposes broken hockey sticks into oyster restoration habitats. Brackish Life donates a portion of their proceeds to Rink to Reef to further preserve the wonderful Chesapeake Bay. Support this great cause by checking out www.brackish.life today. Uh, Mac, QOTD. All right. So it's October. Halloween's approaching. This is going to be a little bit of a Halloween theme, but also a little bit of a birthday theme. Jackson mentioned some birthdays, so it's a a birthday slash Halloween themed question of the day. Let's get right into it here. So it's a would you rather. How else would we want to start the season off, right? Uh, Would you rather every day, I'll, I'll be nice, every weekday for a year, you can have weekends off every weekday for a year. You have to wear a Halloween costume and you might you might say like, uh, you know, what constitutes as a Halloween costume, right? It has to be like a Halloween costume purchased from like a like it has to come in like a fucking like bag, like a so set, from party like, city, basically, or like okay. a spirit Halloween, like a, a an official like Halloween costume TM, you know, you feel me? Um, so you're, you're wearing one of those for the whole day, at least like when you're out of the house, I don't really care what you do inside your own four walls, but every weekday for a year, you're wearing a Halloween costume, right? That's the first one. Or number two, once a week for a year, here's the, here's where the birthday theme comes in. (laughs) Once a year, uh, once a week for a year, you have to run or walk. I think you're going to want to run, but uh, you have to travel one mile outside naked, aka your birthday suit. Um, I don't care when you do it, could be in the middle of the night, but you can't you can't like obviously get arrested. Like all, all of that's fair game. Like you could get arrested or like charged with like a sexual crime. You know, you got to take all that into account. So I'm thinking you're gonna want to be real like stealthy about this and probably do it at like 3 a.m. But even then you're gonna have to be like hiding behind bushes. You're gonna want to really fast and um yeah just that that's it that's a great great question those are two terrible options (laughs) (laughs) 
Can I still at least like wear like a tracking watch to know how far I've gone? Yeah, I'll allow that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey, you got a little Apple Watch. You also can't just like go outside and like run back and forth until you've like gone a mile. Yep. It has to be like at least like some sort of like square or circle like pattern, like a route. Yeah, I don't care. If, yeah, I don't care if it's like you're going around your block a million times until it's okay. a mile. Like that's fine, but like, mm. yeah. If it's once, I mean, that's what fifty-two times a year. Somebody's gonna see you. Someone's gonna see you. There's no like. There's pretty much no way you do it undetected fifty-two times. So with the Halloween costume thing, my question is like, are other people like just totally like, what the hell you're, is this? Guy's you're not problem? allowed to tell them like, hey, I have to do this. Like, I have to wear it. Just ignore it. You're not allowed to like do that. Um, but other than that, you can tell them really whatever you want. So like you could just easily get fired for doing that one. Like you could probably make it a week, maybe. <laughs> but I mean, unless unless you think you can come you'd rather up with lose your job or go of... to jail. Right. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, okay. it's not exactly a great option. Get creative. There's a way you could probably explain this away to your mm. boss. I don't know how, but do you have to wear the same co- can you wear the same costume? Um I'll allow like you can't wear the same costume in a in the same like month. You can repeat okay. like like month to month. Okay. Oh. So basically, you need what was that like five times four? Basically, you need like at least twenty different costumes that, that you can cycle through. I don't know why. Like the first thing in my head is like the inflatable T Rex costume. Yep, I'm thinking. <laughs> I mean, you're probably going to want to go a little more discreet than that, though, especially if you're right. going to work. I mean, mm. there's probably ways around it. Like, think about this: like a Harry Potter costume, just like glasses and like a little lightning bolt on your head, and like maybe like a scarf a or whatever. It's not like yeah. that weird. There's some, or yeah, like you even can get like, away with it. There's even like what about like um. I don't know. There's like movie characters that just yeah. have like re- relatively normal outfits. Like you can get away with some of that stuff. You could literally dress up as somebody from the TV show Suits and be fine. But Good. you you can't like do that like every time. You well, can, yeah, like, it's good. It's got to have like you got to mix in some like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to have to put the, the T-Rex inflatable like the the scream mask is coming out at some point exactly at some point (laughs) michael myers yeah yeah michael myers (laughs) you're just typing at your desk just just ghost face mask (laughs) (laughs) like not just the regular ghost face that's the one where you can like pump blood into it hell yeah yeah (laughs) i think uh i think i would probably go halloween costume because yeah you might have some difficulties with your employment status but if you if you're thinking long term this yeah. is only a year, right? Is that what you said? Right, right. You go to jail for public nudity or sexual whatever. Yeah, but like, that's a long. That's a long term exposure. Yeah, I'm, I'm get away with it. You could. <laughs> I also will say I wouldn't. It's only do one that mile. In the cold. I don't. Pe- most do people can run a mile in like I don't know six six minutes. Right, that's pretty normal. Yeah, that's pretty. I used average. to be able to do that. Well, but if you're doing it once yeah, a week, yeah, true. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there, um, there might have been one or two scantily clad late night <laughs> jogs during my time across campus at Towson. Of course, course. there <laughs> may have been one um, on Burdick Field at some point. If you know, you know. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's all fun and games until you're out in the open, man. All right, I need answers. I'm going Halloween costume. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go Halloween costume, too. I was, like, trying to find a loophole with, like, the naked running thing. But, like, <laughs> any way you slice that one, it's bad. Because it's, like, yeah. even if you, like... And people have, like, ring door cameras, right, too. And, like, even if they don't see you, now. they're Ugh. seeing you. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's, like, even if you live near, like, a... It's like, Does oh, it I change... Live... Does it change anything if I let you wear a mask? You can cover your face. Uh... I'm Someone would Halloween figure it costume. out eventually. Yeah, I'm still going Halloween costume. Yeah, um, I think I would get ID'd pretty quickly with everything else still uncovered with the tattoo. <laughs> Nick's saying he's got a very recognizable uh, area. Yeah, is that exactly. what you're saying? Yeah, the, the <laughs> tattoo out. might the tattoo might give it away immediately. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I would probably also have to say Halloween costume, but I will throw in the the potential loophole of like you go to a forest, like at three a.m. True. A I never said loophole. you couldn't do that. I oh, never so said you, you couldn't do that. You don't have you to be could, naked outside you of your could, house. Yeah, you could drive somewhere. I, I never said that's not allowed. So that would be my loophole. But actually, that I might do that. That's pretty. Do, wait, but do I have to drive naked? Um. Ah. No. <laughs> okay. This is getting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because so if I can do that, costume. I'll just drive my car into a cornfield in the middle of the night once right. a week and just yeah. run like <laughs> a go. mile into the, or like half a mile Sounds into the cornfield and then back out. There you go. And you can pick up some corn on your way out. Exactly. And just pray I don't trip and fall. And pray there's not a family going through the corn maze. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or the farmer finds out. <laughs> or a farmer yeah, exactly. spraying some herbicide on his field. Right. Out Mac, here. what are you taking? You know, I came into it going costume, but since all y'all are being boring going costume and Jackson did just point out that loophole, I'll drive into a freaking forest and, and do a, a naked mile. Why not? That seems pretty doable. Imagine if you had to drive naked and like you get there, you do your thing. It's like, number 52 out of 52 on the year and you go to start your car to come home and it's just like toast it's like battery dead you're <laughs> like, battery mm. dead just like rup, rup, nothing mm. yeah i mean that's true you, you do run the risk of uh you never know what's going to happen with your car so running through a forest naked is not as maybe pleasurable as you might be thinking in your head. I mean, there's a lot of sound like you're speaking from Can experience. I get itchy stuff on my body? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If there's yeah, if you've had poison ivy, I can't imagine. Um, okay, that was a wonderful question of the dad. Be very curious to hear uh, our listeners give us their thoughts on that. Maybe we'll run a Twitter poll and see what their uh, their thoughts are on that. I'll go back to the lab. It's not my best work, but uh, no, no, it wasn't we're, bad. We're breaking in. In the in the spirit of Halloween coming up, I enjoyed that one. Indeed. All uh, right, let's talk some hockey, boys. Yeah, let's move on to the league news. But before we do, just want to remind you guys that this league news segment is brought to you by Elwoods. Elwoods, none other than the location of our upcoming party. Support your local dive bar and have a beer at Elwoods Liquor and Tap, home of the Pizza Luge, located in the heart of downtown Milwaukee on Water Street. This 70s-inspired bar has a little something for everyone. From daily happy hour, rotating taps, free birthday perks, and a four-season patio, good time is always around the corner at Elwoods. They've also got the full NHL package, plus TV screens, indoors and out. Hockey fans can watch any game, anytime. Don't leave your dogs at home. They're a very dog-friendly bar. We will see you guys down at Elwoods, hopefully this Saturday. Absolutely. Can't wait to see everybody there. Uh, All right. 
it would not be a 2023-2024 NHL show without talking about the man himself first, Mr. Connor Bedard. We'll call this segment the Connor Bedard Tracker because that's really what it feels like right about these days. Uh, let's chat. He's got two games under his belt so far, and as we're recording this, he will take on the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, in his first game against the Pens. Really cool moment on the opening draw against Sid with the uh, the ref, his name's escaping me, kind of welcoming him to the NHL. Uh, and in that game, as Jackson alluded to at the start of the episode, uh, the Pens blow a 2-0 lead. Bedard gets his first career point on an assist. Uh, it was the most watched regular season game in ESPN hockey history. That is pretty insane. Uh, he it's also he went into warmups without a helmet and just ate the $2,500 fine ultimate power move from an 18-year-old that's never played a game before. That's pretty sweet. And he also forgot his stick while he was going out to warmups. Uh, Jackson, I want to ask you overall thoughts on like just being a Blackhawks fan and in the Chicago area. Like, what was what was the whole vibe like that night? It was it was electric. I was looking at a lot of stuff people were putting out on Twitter, fans and friends that I have, and just it felt like every time like Hunter Bernard had the puck, they were like expecting something amazing, which considering the preseason he had, I wasn't too surprised by that. Uh, but it just feels like, especially with the state of so many other Chicago sports right now, like the White Sox suck, the Bulls are mid, the Bears are a dumpster fire, and the Cubs are also mid. Like it just feels like this is kind of the push forward to like retaining the Blackhawks dynasty and seeing that and seeing him get a win in his first game against his, his childhood idol was, was awesome. Um, but yeah, it, it, it just feels like a breath of fresh air, especially after all the uh, horrible stuff that went on with Kyle beach uh, last season. And so it just feels, it just feels good. It feels much better to be a Blackhawks fan these days. than it did the basically the past three years. Uh, and fun little side fact, you and I talked about this briefly earlier. The last time the Chicago Bears won a home game was when you were there for the first time ever. Yeah, yeah. The thing, shout out to you guys for getting me to the last Bears home win. That's we crazy. against the Texans. So that's one of the few that. like positive sports curses i think that like we've got going on here like the fact that jay at least got to see that is something normally it's like whenever we get involved with like our own teams it's just not good yeah yeah but um no just a little fun fact there but it's good to hear i mean you know the blackhawks original six franchise chicago huge market it's great for the league that he's there i know people don't want to hear that um but it, it is i mean he's you know the most watched espn hockey game in history Let's not forget they also had the TV rights before the lockout in 2005, and they just got it back, like, what, last year or two years ago? Yeah. Um, And then in his second game, he scores his first career goal at TD Garden against another historic franchise, the Boston Bruins. A beautiful wraparound goal on the forehand on Linus Allmark. Fun fact, Alex Ovechkin's never scored a wraparound goal. True. <laughs> True. Connor also, Bedard. speaking Connor... of um of Bedard scoring at TD Garden, did you guys see the clip of uh like like Bruins fans actually like cheering? Yeah, what happened like dudes oh, like cool. hugging each other and being like, "Hell yeah, we saw Bedard's first goal!" Like everybody yeah. in the whole 
building was just fired up. It's crazy because that like does not happen in a city like that. No, <laughs> no, it's, it does not. It's it's a lot better than how Montreal fans treated Bedard. That was hilarious too, though. I love the fact that they were just absolutely booing him for like no reason other. He than said he to loved it. Too. Yeah. yeah <laughs> oh, I apologize. He has three games under his belt. I forgot about that one. Um, can, can, can we like revisit this though? Like, it blows my mind. Like all bias aside, now I'm not making fun of him. Ovechkin's never scored a wraparound goal. He's got 822 goals. That's insane. It wasn't really necessary, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's just so odd. Like, I, I don't know. That just kind of broke my brain when I saw that stat. When I saw that stat, wasn't it Heat Daddy that um that posted yeah, that I on Twitter so. a little while ago? Somebody replied like a clip of him scoring like kind of a wraparound goal, but it, it's not like a a true wraparound. It's not like he comes around and like tucks it right in the post. He like comes around and like faces the net and still like shoots it. So it's not really like what most would call a wraparound, but yeah, if you want, if you want to be technical about it, he's never scored a true wraparound goal by definition. That's crazy. It blows my mind. Um, And then lastly, I know Jackson will probably have a, a couple words about this and I'd love to hear his opinion. Uh, in an interview, I think it was earlier today with Taylor Hall, uh, he was asked by a media member about what it's you know been like to be surrounded by the Bedard coverage and how he thinks that Bedard's handled it. And this is a direct quote from Taylor Hall. He does way too many in-game interviews. He understands his role as a major ambassador, and he's handling it so well. I think it can be a little much for him at times. He w- doesn't say that but it feels like it is. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on this one? Yeah, uh, I'm not a huge fan of like the in-game interviews to begin with. Like, I know a few years ago in like Major League Baseball, they would have like interviews like mid-game and like mid-play, like in playoff games. So I just think I understand like you want to get your coverage and you only have limited opportunities to talk with guys, especially if you're your national media where you have so much other things to focus on. But I think he's going to he's handling it well already. The fact that like through the entire preseason, he was telling the media like, yeah, if I make the team this and if I make the team that and it was just kind of like, I think he understands what he has to do. It's just it can get a little annoying and I can see where other fan bases feel like they're like glazing or writing Connor Bedard so much when there's a lot of really other amazing rookies. I think that kid uh, from Arizona had like a sick goal in the preseason. It was barely talked about Logan Cooley. So I understand that. But again, number one pick compared to Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby in terms of hype levels and prospect rankings. Um, So I understand what they're trying to do, but hopefully once the season kind of like we get out of this, like first, like full week, I think maybe he'll start to calm down a little bit, but the Blackhawks are going to have a ton more national TV games just because he exists. I was going to say, I really hope that some of this kind of settles in, not just because I'm sick of hearing it, but about it, but for his sake too. I mean, the kid deserves a little bit of, a little bit of space, let him do his thing. I, th- I feel like the more you put the pressure on it, the, on him, the harder it's going to be to like really live up to all the expectations. So you know, everyone can be excited about it. That's great. But let's let's let the kid play some hockey and everybody relax a little bit. That's kind of my take on it. I totally agree. And Jay, I think you make a great point about the in-game interviews thing. I've never been a fan of them. I think it's 
kind of rude to be honest i don't want to discount anything that emily kaplan does because she's fantastic with everything she does you know on the bench between the glass what have you but in my opinion the only time you should be talking to pro athletes while they're playing games is during an all-star game and that's only if they've got an earpiece in their ear i think bedard's handled it so well you know coming from all the pressure that this kid has basically had put on him since he was probably 14 years old in canada where you're probably getting told hey you could play in the NHL and then next year it's, Hey, you're probably going to go in the first round and, you know, world juniors is now going to happen. And, you know, WHL all-star teams are going to happen. You name it. So he's been kind of groomed for this. Obviously nothing's going to prep you for the national hockey league level of media attention, but I would assume playing for hockey Canada is probably the closest thing you can get. Yeah. I mean, I I echo all that. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the picture, someone tweeted it out. His locker stall in Pittsburgh before the game was I've never seen a a locker stall like that. It was crazy. It was like a zoo, right? There's just so many people around. I can't even imagine, let alone the kid's 18 years old. I think we all kind of forget that, right? Like, you know, because he does handle it so well. But, yeah, um, not a fan of the in-game interviews. And also, you're not going to get anything good out of a player in-game in their first NH, like, what is he going to say? Like, you know, I don't know. Just I get let alone a it. hockey player. Like, you're going to yeah. get like, is it option A? Get the puck deep. Is it get option B? Get pucks to the net, or yeah. is it option yeah. C? All of the team above. effort. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You got to kind of know the personnel you're dealing with. But kudos to Bedard. It's been fun to watch him for the first couple games. I'm very interested to see how he does against the Leafs tonight, which is going to segue perfectly into our next news topic. Mr. Austin Matthews, he has opened up the season with back-to-back hat-tricks. He scored his 300th career goal in the first game of the season against the Montreal Canadiens, the team he has scored the most against in his career. He also added his 301st and 302nd in that same game. And then the next game, he does it again against the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Three goals. So he's got six goals in six periods, which is pretty insane to say out loud. The only other active player to have 300 goals in under 500 career games is Mr. Alex Ovechkin. Ovechkin scored 300 goals in nine fewer games than Austin Matthews. I want to ask you, you meaning Nick and Mac, a little question. And uh, I know I'm asking you this because I've suffered from this. When McDavid came into the league and after like two or three, four seasons, it kind of started to piss me off because like, He's the best player in the planet. It's like, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not ready to surrender that yet. And then eventually it gets to the point where you're like, okay, I get it. Do you ever kind of like just not want to hear about the Matthews goal scoring stuff? Cause it's in the same breath as Ovi and he's very close to like on the same pace as him. It doesn't bother me really. Cause Matthews is American. So I think that helps a little bit. It bothers me because it's the Leafs and that's why we have to hear about it. (laughs) That's more of the annoying thing to me, but honestly, it's so impressive what he's doing. And, you know, records are meant to be broken, right? And with the way the NHL is going, the goal scoring is only going to get better. I mean, the sticks that these guys are shooting with now, the way that Austin Matthews has, you know, I'll say advanced that move of pulling it into your feet, because I know another guy that used to do that all the time. Um, Ovi, uh, look, it's just so impressive what he's doing. It's hard to be mad about. It's annoying because it's the Leafs, but 
I think, you know, Matthews also has a lot of, you know, consistency to prove going forward. I would absolutely agree. And that, that last part is what I was going to say too. I totally agree. He's definitely on pace, but he's also young. We'll see what happens. He's also had some more injuries to deal with so far than Ovi has, which honestly maybe makes it more impressive because he's missed some games too. Uh, but, you know, Ovi is, is a, a conundrum in many ways, but one of the most crazy parts about him is just his durability through how, how long he's played and how few games he's missed. So I think that'll be the the thing to keep your eye on with a guy like Matthews. Can he, can he play as long as Ovi has played and probably will play? Can he keep it up in his late years, all that, you know, it'll be interesting. Yeah. But no, it doesn't really piss me off too much. I, I think it's, it's cool to see the next generation of guys. do. Well. I do think the fact that he's American helps. I'll admit that. I I, I agree. <laughs> I yeah. always root for the U.S. boys. How can you not? As weird as that might sound on traditional market, it's kind of cool. Uh, little fun tidbit. Uh, there's only been five players ever to open up a season with back-to-back hat tricks. Ovechkin's one of them. And the year that he did that, the Washington Capitals won the Stanley Cup. Leafs fans, plan a parade. Plan a parade. Hammer the futures. Rick, where are you at? Plan the parade. The second think, exit parade. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I think it's crazy that these two are like the only two to do that. And then the other three had like that did it in like the 19 teens, like 1917. Yeah, like Jumping I think was... Jack O'Hallahan. Exactly. Fucking... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of crazy how I feel like we've seen a lot of hat tricks so far. Frankie Vetrano had one for the Ducks last night. Matthews has two. I think there was one other one. I can't remember who it was. Um, but nonetheless, uh, we're going to move on to the next point, which is related to the Capitals, a former Capital, one that we've actually met in person and signed some EB merch. Shout out Garnet. Mr. Garnet Hathaway made his way around the news with a knee-on-knee hit against Zach Wierenski. If you haven't seen the video, I would encourage you to do so. It's kind of the first, uh, I'll call it, like borderline suspension, fine, CBA, no one knows what is going to happen ever time. Uh, Wierenski left the game, did not return. It's going to miss about one to two weeks. And Hathaway was fined the $5,000 max. Allegedly, yes. What are your guys' thoughts on the uh, the hit? First of all, poor Zach Wierenski, man. This fucking guy, such a band-aid. He's a talented player and he cannot fucking stay healthy for the life of him it sucks i feel bad i almost drafted him in fantasy this year and i was like something's gonna happen to this dude it always does well the good news is that no one could possibly be stupid enough to have him last year when he got hurt and then draft him again and have him get hurt in the first fucking game of the season oh wait that's right i did (laughs) oh man Tough, uh, tough look for the uh Formerly known as Honey Nut Chelios, currently yeah. known as what are you called now? Keep it Kovacevic. Ah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Who'd you uh, Who'd you play last week, Nick? Yeah, don't want to talk about it. First oh, fantasy okay. hockey game of the season coming up. Super excited for the matchup this week, boys. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, um, any, I mean, I watched this play live. It was kind of a freaky way it went down, like real time. Didn't really look that bad, but then I guess when you look at it slow, it's like, ah, the knee was there. I I don't know. 
I'm glad he didn't get suspended because I really don't think he meant to do it. If you guys saw, he was like tapping him on the shin guard, like, "Hey, man, I really didn't mean to." And I think he. I saw that. Wierenski was having none of that. I yeah. mean, he was pissed uh, well, when he was being helped off the ice. And but also, I, I feel don't like that's him. more of what we just talked about. It's like when you're yeah. a guy like Wierenski. I bet you 99% of that anger and frustration isn't even fueled towards Hathaway. It's just literally fueled at the universe of like, are you fucking kidding me? Like I, and the fact that it's like 10 minutes into the first period of game one, literally. And he's like, can I, can I play hockey? Can I catch a break? Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. But, uh, Glad that, you know, it's not anything super major. I think I read it was like a quad contusion, something like that. Uh, a couple weeks should be back, so good for Wierenski. Uh, We're going to move on to our discussion portion of the episode. But before we do, I think our sponsor, Kane Footwear, has a word for you guys. Absolutely. Uh, before we move on, we're going to take a second to talk about rest and recovery from Kane Footwear. Kane Footwear is changing the game by providing you with a unique shoe that's focused on recovery while being made from sustainable materials. The Kane Revive is made with bounce back foam created from Brazilian sugarcane. A renewable resource, sugarcane helps reduce greenhouse gases by capturing CO2 as it grows. Kane's unique bounce back foam provides the ideal balance of cushioning and support to help the body renew. Hit the link in our bio today to get a pair of the most comfortable shoes you will ever own. I did see recently, boys, that they've been continuing to update their list of college-themed edition Kane Revives. So might have to pounce on those Sparty ones because those ones were looking pretty sweet. Yeah, definitely be on the lookout. Give them a follow on Instagram. Um, we are going to move on to talking about the Buffalo Sabres, not because they're 0-2 to start the season, but the massive amount of money, over $140 million, if my math is correct, of contract going out to their two young stud defensemen. They signed Rasmus Dahlin to an eight-year deal for $88 million. That makes him the second highest AAV defenseman in the league only behind Pittsburgh's Eric Carlson and Owen Power. He gets a seven-year deal totaling up uh, $58 million basically. So um, some big contracts, not a lot of experience for either of these guys. I know there were a couple eyebrows raised. What are your guys' thoughts on the deals? I think this is just the way the league is going to go, especially with young high draft pick defensemen for the foreseeable future. I think we saw it with Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr comes in immediate instant impact everyone's like you need to lock that down asap you know put a ring on that girl right now i know lou amarello saw these deals go through and he was like god damn it stop doing that exactly (laughs) it's like that's my move come on guys uh yeah i think you know it's absolutely going to be a risk you have to take with some of these defensemen like it's a law of averages numbers game you know teams are going to continue to do this we saw ottawa do it with jake sanderson very small sample size there but clearly they're impressed with what they've got you just don't know. That's the thing. I mean, clearly these two are very, very talented. I thought Darlene had an amazing season last year, but we'll wait and see. Yeah, I think it's just a trend throughout all sports now. When you have a young superstar, you try and extend him as soon as possible. I mean, you see what the Atlanta Braves are doing with getting all these guys on relatively cheap contracts, Michael Harris, Matt Olson, Ronald Acuna, because the longer you wait, the better they're potentially going to be and the more you're going to have to pay them. So for the Sabres, they're going to pay Darlene $11 million per year. But had they waited and let him play out the rest of his rookie contract, that number may be closer to 14 or 15 million. And 
if you want to build a contender, you have to scrape by with any penny you have, especially with the where the cap, where the cap space is at, and where just the cap ceiling is at, especially with hockey. So shout out to I think if these pan out, which I think they will. Shout out to the Sabres GM because he got two his top two defensemen on in three or five years will be steals of contracts. Yeah, and just to further that baseball analogy, it's like you know, look at a guy like. Chris Davis with the Orioles, you know, it's like, you got to pay that guy or else he's not going to be any good moving forward. Uh, Oh wait, wait a minute. So you got to let that guy take his meds too, or else yeah, he's not going to be say, any good moving forward. Wait a minute. Yeah. I don't know. Something. Is Mr. John Angelos listening? Cause we have a couple guys in the Orioles. Yeah. That I feel like we should probably sign soon. Yeah. yeah. But uh, too bad. We're still paying Chris Davis. So he's got, he's got Adley's money. I love how this turned into a baseball rant. It's fantastic. <laughs> My um, other thing with the Sabres move is we're definitely going to start to see the Sabres, Senators, and Red Wings group together in discussion for the next five years, I think. They're all right around that same point in the salary cap cycle. They're all at a slightly different portions of their rebuild. Uh, it's very similar to like where the Caps, Bruins, Penguins, and I don't know, Rangers were at in like the 2010s where they're all capable playoff teams. They've all got, you know, decent top six talent, decent goaltending. I mean, once these teams get there, it'll be very, very intense and exciting. But I think anytime they're locking down two stud defensemen like this, you know, Ottawa and Detroit are going, okay, how are we, you know, countering this essentially? Yeah. I mean, and the cap's going up in a couple of years here. I think they just uh, announced that last week or sometime i saw that on twitter so this probably like jackson said will end up looking like a good deal especially for power i mean you know guy was first overall wasn't he yeah he both of them were no i uh i know darlene was i couldn't remember if power did but yeah. you know just a little bit north of eight million i mean that's going to be a, a nice little deal there so good for the sabers they locked down their core you know thompson uh cousins these two guys i mean they got Levi Levi in net. He's not signed yet, but things are looking up in Buffalo. So it should be a uh, fun season. Um, I know that we miraculously somehow erased the first game of the year for the Caps. Don't know what superpower that is, but let's let's have a little chat about it, fellas. A little Caps about the, about the about the preseason game. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There wasn't a game. Again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we could talk about it if you want. I guess. Okay, so the first preseason game of the Caps season, I guess you would call it, or last preseason game against the Penguins. It's not a real game. Yeah, did we win? I didn't see it. I don't know. Oh, okay. No, I'm sorry. Well, you know, it's just ironic that, you know, Mac came on this show and said that the Penguins have the worst goaltending tandem in the league, and then, the you know, the first game of the season, the Caps get shut out by said tandem. Okay, well – if you're looking, if you know what, I can read, I can read the notes here, and I see that you're asking if I'm going to be issuing an apology. And if you follow us on Twitter, you already know that I won't be issuing an apology. In fact, I'll be doubling down on my statement, <laughs> saying that it's really not, it's really not that special that Tristan Jari had a 19 save shutout against the Capitals, who might suck. They might actually like really suck. <laughs> Um, so that part I'll, I'll kind of, uh, walk back how I said that team might make playoffs. We don't know. We don't know about that, but, uh, yeah, no, he's, he's still bad. I'm not worried about that. He's still bad. Uh, I said on Twitter, Nick Manella could have put the pads on, shut out the caps on, uh, thanks man. Friday night if you wanted to. So 
but he didn't want so to like, they asked yeah. him actually. Well, I was busy. I had stuff going. He was busy. Yeah. He was busy. They asked him to do it. He said no. So they're like, I guess we'll put Jari in. All right. Besides, to. by then I already had a couple two trees, so that wasn't gonna happen. Yeah. No. And um we we let him do it. We let Jari. Uh, we were yeah. like, look, we, <laughs> we know you're gonna have a really right bad where season. you want it. <laughs> we know you're gonna have a terrible season. We know you're one of the worst goalies in the league. Um, so, you know, we feel bad about that and we'd like to offer this as a token of our sadness for you. Uh, so that's kind of what that was about. That's like what my, my insider, uh, knowledge tells me. Dude, the thing about this game that killed me the most was the first eight and a half minutes were flawless. Dude, we looked so good in the first period. Can I just say that? We actually like like, had the puck, like the entire first period. We didn't score any goals. The best part was it made ESPN have to say not good things about the penguins because they had to be, which was, that's the first time that's ever happened. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You could tell Ray Ferraro was like, (laughs) what do you mean? Sidney Crosby doesn't have 18 goals. And like, you know, I saw him visibly crying on the bench. Yeah. I I noticed. Um, I saw that too. No, but it was so funny to hear them be like, wow, the, the, penguins aren't doing good in the zone it's just anything to not say that the caps were playing well but right you know it it was just it just absolutely (laughs) fell apart and then crosby scores like an accidental goal and they're like it's just amazing what this guy's doing out there at this age two accidental goals but right you know, we won't remember the second. Oh, one. Oh, by the was, time we were in the third period, I mean the broadcast was just in like vacuum cleaner mode with like yeah. Sidney Crosby. Just <laughs> so many tents were being pitched. Yeah, all exactly. Just yeah. full campsite. It, well, I loved, know, I loved the the stat they threw on the screen, which was so nice for them to do. You know, when the Penguins are a hundred and two and fifteen all time in the regular season, when Sid and Gino both score a goal in the same game. You know, that was a that was a great stat. I just really appreciated that. Yeah. Full blown vacuum mode. I'm all here for it. Yeah, that um that first goal was just not. I mean, talk about like an absolute like how not to play defense 101 hockey seminar. Like just just watch it. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I we were talking about how this was like a preseason game. I seriously think like no one told most of the Capitals defense that that was actually the first game of the year. Like <laughs> John Carlson especially was like, oh no, 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 this is just no, it didn't start yet. It, that's that's next week speaking from experience boys those eastern shore hangovers do last a little while just saying and in case you're wondering we're recording this monday night october 16th uh capitals game two is going on i, I actually am wondering if they still maybe didn't get the memo <laughs> just yet um i what's, what's the score to, they're down one zip to the flames they're also being outshot 13 to one so there's oh yeah, my there's, god there's some interesting there's just some interesting <laughs> things just some interesting patterns going on i'm just it's probably just you know classic miscommunication they didn't <laughs> They didn't find that, um... out yet that the season started. <laughs> Somebody is going to tell them soon, maybe in a week <laughs> or two, and they'll know soon enough, but they don't know yet. So. How's that Justin Moore song go? Yeah, that's why we drink. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Jackson, you go. No, I was just going to say, as a partial observer, at least for game one, uh, all I'm hearing is just massive amounts of cope from uh from mac and nick right now is just so much salt and copium and whatever you want to throw in there it's just it's fun to watch but i also will agree that they would probably love to do things with Sidney crosby under the bench so like it just like like, i will say some nice things about 
what I saw from the Caps. Uh, Nicholas Backstrom skating looked phenomenal. That was fantastic yeah. to see. It's okay. great to see his hip, you know. True. I will echo that. He actually like, did look good. Back to normal. I saw a lot of good stuff after the whistle, you know, that shows that this team is still as tough as hell as always. Um, you know, losing Garnet Hathaway, you know, Dowd's going to be in everyone's face. Willie's going to be in everyone's face. Obi had a nice hit on Eric Carlson at center ice. I saw him at literally the last second. Otherwise, we would have looked at another Ovechkin creaming Yager in the Olympics type hit, I think. But um, I and don't Michael know. looked good, too. He, he looked good. Post. Dude, that post. post. Oh, my yeah. God. I was like, come on. That would have been such a sick highlight reel goal. If that well, it was one of the better scoring chances because every other yeah. scoring chance they had went either 15 feet high or to the right. So. The OV breakaway, the freaking five hole. He, I yeah. hate that he doesn't know how to deke on breakaways. He's such a monster shooter that he just doesn't really like know how to deke. Let's just go with the clap bomb at that point. Honestly. <laughs> and you know, Matt, one guy that Mac talked about for the Penguins, who he actually gave some, you know, kudos to, which was nice to hear in the season previews, Riley Smith. That guy can fucking play. Yeah. And I knew this was going to happen. Yeah, he, he does look good. real good. The real. first Penguins power play I was just sick to my stomach watching Riley Smith move it on the half wall yeah, and EK yeah. 65 walk the line up top. I was like, Oh, it's this nasty. sucks so much ass right now. It does change a lot. It like the, like, like Carlson hasn't really looked incredible yet, but it just, the presence, I mean, you know, he, dude, he skates up the whole fucking ice before anybody's even ready. I don't think he like gets the memo on like what to do with the power play <laughs> just goes. It's like, all right, well, I'm, I guess it's cool. But, um, we Harry, won't talk wh- about what this did, too much. What did, let's hear your quick thoughts on the Penguins. Seriously, what did you think? Um, I mean, they look good. Uh, you know, Gino had four points. He's tied for the lead league in points. That's nice to see. And Riley Smith has two really good goals. I don't know. I mean, it's it's early. You know, the blown lead to the Blackhawks still kind of simmers in my brain a little bit. But big win against you guys. Big win against the Flames. I'm happy. Does the Gino thing like scare you at all? Because you know, like the twenty game skid is coming at some point, or yeah, I, no, it doesn't scare me because I know it's coming. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I know it's coming, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, um, or the injury inevitably. True. We'll but um, anyways, do have one question for you guys before we talk about uh, our last discussion point? The Coyotes. Jackson talked about earlier. Mister Logan Cooley, two assists in his NHL debut against the Devils, where the Yotes take him down four three on the road in the shootout. I watched that game. I think the Coyotes might, they might be a fun team. 1000% a fun team. Totally. Well, sorry. As long as Nick Schmaltz stays healthy this year, then they're a fun team. I'm sorry. Do you know who their starting goaltender is? Karel Vamelka. Of course they're a fun team. That guy rules. It was uh, was this week because I'm playing in fantasy, so don't do anything crazy, Carell. What did we call him last year? Carl. (laughs) Carl. (laughs) It was an impressive game. I I was very impressed with Cooley uh, and especially that no look backhand dish for Schmaltzy to one time it to tie the game. They they look good, man. I mean, I don't know. It's one game, obviously. They play the Rangers tonight at MSG. I'd be interested to see how they fare up against those guys. But um, I think they're going to be labeled as pesky in like a couple months, like because I think, I think they're, they're pesky. like their offense, like their top six is probably good enough to hang with at anyone, especially if, you know, they start to muck up the shooting lanes a little bit. I don't know how that's going to go for them, but they're still at the college stadium, right? Yeah, I feel like this 
year could be the year that that actually comes into play and like becomes like a fun, like sick thing for them. Cause it was cool last year, obviously, but the team, the roster just was too bad for them to like even do anything cool with that. Like, but this is like, they're, they're a little bit better. They're good enough where I think like a rowdy crowd at, at a college stadium like that could really, like you said, like turn this team into kind of a tough team to play, especially when they're at home. Like, the freaking yeah. college kids are going crazy. The team's actually like kind of pesky, kind of frustrating to play against. I could definitely see them stealing some games. Yeah, I think pesky is a great word. I, you know, I know that RA, fellow friend of the program, the little hashtag for himself, pesky sends regarding the Ottawa Senators. I think these guys could be pesky, the pesky yotes. We'll see. Um, all right, let's do a way too early reaction. What team or player are you most impressed or disappointed by after week one to shoot from the hip. I got to go with Logan Cooley. I mean, I was really, really high on this guy starting. I think we first brought him up on the show a couple of years ago. And I was saying, when this guy cracks the show, look out because he's going to be every bit as good as every other prospect that comes in in the top 10 in that draft. And we all thought he was <laughs> going back to Minnesota this year um, to try and get another run at the national championship kind of pulls like a hezy hay on us comes into the NHL sort of almost at the last minute he signed his ELC. It felt like, but from what we've seen in the preseason, um, starting with those games he had in Australia, you know, the, um, spinorama goal was obviously all over the internet highlight reel stuff. Harry, you mentioned the no look backhand pass that he threw to Schmaltz the other day. I mean, this kid is absolutely a complete gamer and NHL ready for sure. I'm going to go Elias Pettersson. This, I mean, there's probably a lot mm. of people listening right now being like, yeah, of course he's good. What are you talking about? But for some reason, I don't know. I, I know he's good, but like, I'll put it this way in our fantasy draft. Sorry to keep going back to fantasy, but in our fantasy draft, you know, ESPN had him, I think at like third or fourth Three. overall. And I remember seeing that and being kind of like, ah, I don't know about that. Maybe like eighth or ninth in my head. Um, but dude has totally proved me wrong already. He's played two games. He's got uh what six, five assists. He's already got um four points on the power play. He's got a goal. He's been a menace so far. I know they've, I mean, they've played the same team twice, so it's obviously a small sample size. Edmonton has not looked good, especially their goaltending. So factor that in a little bit. But either way, dude looks like he's poised to have a hell of a year. So I'll go with him. And that hit. That hit that made its way around the internet in slow mo. Yeah, right. That was on. Can't remember who that was on. It was on an Edmonton guy. Guess who my team is that I'm going to say I'm extremely disappointed in. I for one, Edmonton am just Oilers. Shocked. I mean, who could have Edmonton, seen this coming? The yeah. Edmonton Oilers lost two in a row to the Vancouver Canucks, thus throwing me into the negative for the year on NHL betting, and I hammered the living daylights out of them Saturday night on their home opener. And they shit the bed. I mean, I just, I couldn't believe it. I truly Sensen, can't believe like, it. Like, just going to say it again. Sense in a theme here. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I retweeted from the EB account, uh, Harry betting on the Oilers twice in a row. What could possibly go wrong? And they lost both times. Harry, what's the name of your fantasy hockey team? I bet the Oilers. Because <laughs> <Yep. laughs> it's true. <laughs> I am addicted to betting this team and making them lose. Um, so, yeah, they, they haven't looked great. They've started, I think they started... Campbell on night one and Stu on night two, mm -hmm. and they both just looked horrible, especially Campbell. There was a picture that they tweeted. It was like a sign on like a random like Alberta farm, and it's like soup is warm tonight or something like that. And I tagged um, 
events that precede unfortunate hockey events and our tweet got some good traction there. So I'm proud of myself for that. But yeah, that was brutal. Um, so like, I, at what point does this team go back on the shelf? <laughs> well, before I give Jackson his, I'm going to read one stat and I'll leave you with this. The day you're listening to this, which is probably, I don't know if it's Tuesday, Nick, I'm not sure when you'll get this up, but if it's Tuesday, October 17th, you're going to want to hear this stat early in the morning. The Edmonton Oilers play the Nashville Predators tonight when you're listening to this. Day one, this is out. Leon Dreisaitl, 22 career goals in 22 career games against the Predators. You do the math. Let's go. I love it. Leave it with that. <laughs> Jay, floor is yours. Uh, I'm going to go with a fellow Vancouver Canuck. I'm going to go Brock Besser. Um, it seemed like he kind of like, lost who he was the past couple of years like i don't know whether it was injury or mental stuff or the the coaching nonsense that went on last year uh with bruce boudreau and how vancouver handled that the fact that he's already got he's fifth in the league in points he got four goals and one assist already on the year with five points so I was personally not expecting Brock Bester to pop off this early and to kind of finally get back to the player he was a few years ago. So I'm happy for Brock Bester. I He's like one of the guys I really, really like for, I don't know why I like him. I just really do. I think he's just kind of a fun player to watch. So uh, shout out to Brock Bester. Yeah, he's looked great. Uh, former Penguins trade rumor legend, as I'll say. So thank you, Ron Hextel. That was great. Uh, all right, gambling part of the episode, only one week under our belt so far, so not a whole lot there, but just a couple fun stats and then maybe some useful ones. Fun fact, the Ducks beat the Hurricanes last night. I believe the score was 6-3. to three. The Ducks have won eight straight home openers. Weird. Also want to ask you guys. And no games after that. No games after <laughs> that. <laughs> That's fucking good. Now I want to ask, and let's let's keep this under a minute. Oh, I know what you're asking. How did we like the 30th anniversary unis that came out for the Ducks? I thought they looked sweet. Yeah, I mean, anything's better than what the fuck they wear on a regular basis, right? We'll get that out of the way right away. But I I was pleasantly surprised. I think on ice, they look nice. Um, You know, while they're skating around on the players, full kit. Looks good. Pretty good. I'll give it like a B plus. I think with like the um, home ice design at center, I think they look great. Um, once again, I think they would have looked a lot better with black helmets. But um, yeah, it's it's closer. It's like we're getting there. They're just doing everything exactly. other than what they should be doing. And I know there's Disney rights and blah, blah, blah and whatever. But you're telling me that like doesn't Disney own ESPN? ESPN has hockey coverage rights. Could we just like fucking figure it out? Like get Paul Korea jerseys. That's all we want, guys. Just do it. Just make it happen. I agree. I think everybody's been saying that. The, I will say the new logo doesn't look as bad on ice as it did, like in the pictures hanging from the locker room. It's so. much better, like in person, I guess, for lack of a better term, than the like teaser picture they released. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, some more opening night stats. Kyle Connor he scored in the opening night game for the sixth consecutive season, tying the NHL record. That's pretty cool. Um, here's some useful stats for you guys for the upcoming games. The Lightning, we know they're without Andre Vasilevsky for the foreseeable future. Hold on, every hold single on. you're not going to read the names, <laughs> you have to read the names, they're hilarious. Uh, Cam Atkinson, I can hear that one. Okay, come on, 
the Roadrunner. I know that one. Uh, his name is Ivan. I think that's Ivan, right? Yeah, no, sure. Uh, yeah, Yvonne, yeah, Cor- yeah, probably. Yvonne. Cornoyer. Cornoyer. Sure. sure. Okay. And Let's then get the, the French one was tough. I'll, get, I'll give you that one. Let's get this the, one. <laughs> uh, Mud Brunato. Hell yeah. yeah. There's a 40s hockey name. I wish for you. my name was Mud Brunato. Is that a Schlempo stat? Like, is no, that, no, that is 1000% real. That's actually legit. By the way, if you're confused, these are the three other players that Kyle Connor tied the NHL record. Uh, he shared now shares that record for scoring in uh, six consecutive open night game, right? Yeah, I, yes. now I have to set a reminder to watch the Jets opening game next year to bet on him scoring again to see there if he go. beats Mud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh the lightning overs hit in, in every game so far. No Vasilevsky. Every game's a gonk show. Uh so I'll leave it at that. And I want to give a special shout out to uh Matt Tompkins for making his NHL debut last night for the Lightning against the Senators. He was drafted 11 years ago, 199th overall by the Blackhawks and has paid his dues in the AHL for 11 years. So shout out to that guy. I took a flyer on him for fantasy on Sunday, thinking that like <laughs> this is a this is a Cinderella story. I needed a miracle, <laughs> didn't didn't work, but yes, definitely still hats off. Pretty cool for him. Great story, and mm-hmm. you know, you know, biggest tendy podcast out there, right, boys? Absolutely. Yeah, hey, let's get him on the show, Matt. Let's do if it. You're listening, which I'm sure you are. Why wouldn't you be? Of course. Uh, come on, whenever you want. And then lastly, Nathan McKinnon. This is insane. He had. 14 shots against the Sharks over the weekend. That is, I, I mean, I don't remember seeing a stat line like that in a long time. He had 22 shot attempts in a 2-1 shootout win for the Avs over San Jose. Uh, and just to kind of like, you know, for a little meme here, I don't know if you people have seen it. I'll, I'll retweet it from the account. He literally snapped his stick over the crossbar at practice because the LA Kings practice facility had, quote unquote, sucky ice. This dude's a full-blown psychopath. So I actually kind of was picking up on that as a trend going around the league. Um, I had a bunch of friends that were at the Caps-Penguins game. They said the ice did not look good. I saw a bunch of people on Twitter from like two or three other home openers or first games of the season saying like ice was terrible. Um, Specifically in the corners at the Caps games, like if you look by the Zamboni door, ugh, not pretty. Yeah. I don't know the weather. I just have to ask with the Nathan McKinnon thing. Like, did everyone else on the Avalanche like die? Like, why is he shooting the puck so much? Like, I mean, is it Miko Rantanen still still around? Like, Kale McCarr is still there? Like, yeah, no, he he's known to be always like top ten shooting, but fourteen shots is outrageous. It's actually psychotic. Those are like Ray <laughs> Bork shot attempt numbers. <laughs> that is absurd. You uh, know, if he's got 14 shots on goal, you know, at least like half of them, maybe more. He probably should not have shot it. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. Like, there's just no way that 14 times it was the right move to shoot it. But dude's just a menace. He's just, I, I kind of respect it in a way. He's just like, he's got a nose for the net, you know? Yeah. Throw, throw everything at the net. It just feels like like it, you're playing NHL, like be a pro mode, and you're just throwing on rookie just to get totally. as many stats as possible. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty crazy, but you know, that's Nate Mac. Um, any other notes, boys, before we wrap up the episode, week one under the belt? 
Uh, what have you guys thought of the ESPN coverage so far? I like that they have PK Subban on. Uh, I saw the one of the intermission reports. Uh, I think he's I think he's great to have on a much better personality. Um, much better than Chelios. I think Messier has been fine, but I still prefer watching TNT. They've ba- they've basically replicated the formula from uh, NBA to to this with Wayne Gretzky. Like that's just incredible. So yeah, I I, I much prefer TNT, but ESPN slight step up. Agree, couldn't agree more. Yeah, I just like want to say a shout out to uh, Barry Melrose. I know he's dealing with Parkinson's, so all the best to him and his family Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Sure. Uh, I like, uh, you know, not just the ESPN coverage during the games, but, you know, they got Pat McAfee show talking hockey. That was pretty cool. If you haven't watched that, I would encourage you to do so. Um, really, he was just talking about how cool fighting is, which obviously, if you're a hockey hardo, that's, you've, you've heard that so many times from the casuals, like, oh, they fight. It's like, yeah, dude, they fight. Like, how cool is that? Right. Who's and then yeah. here's a question for you. Who's worse when you go to a hockey game with a casual fan? Like the shoot the puck guy or the I just want to go and see a fight guy. Oh my God. It, the fighting shit drives me crazy. And that's fight that's guy. that's from a guy who obviously loves fighting, loves right. thinks thinks there's a total place for it. I never want to see it removed from the game. Love big hits, love the physicality, but there's nothing worse. Then seeing people, the casuals, just be like, "So when are they gonna fight?" Or like, yeah. "What? What? Is he, he should hit him." Or what? It's like, all right, all right, dude. By the way, I am shoot guy, like full hand, hand up. Oh, dude. I mean, have you seen we a Caps are. power play? I'm like, does anyone want to shoot the puck, or are we just gonna? Because <laughs> like... off does it. Because I thought right. that exact thought on you know Friday night. It was weird, but why is he still in the? I'm not gonna go there. He's got two penalties tonight and yeah. uh, cost us a goal just now. So just like the full on Alex Simmons special. <laughs> he's like actively trying to like get traded. I seriously oh, think he's like trying like, to play. Back. But tell them about the best part, which is tell them where the shots are at right now. Uh, 15 to two. We got two oh, minutes left in the first and it's two nothing. Yeah. What's wrong with you guys? Like everyone, everyone back at Calgary at night. It's like I'm not joking. Twitter. Oh, Twitter hey, we just drew a penalty, so now I get to see our awesome, awesome, awesome. So, so, so by the end of it, you'll have three shots for the total still period. Two. Probably oh no, still they'll two. get four more going the other way. Yeah, exactly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I miss this. It's good to be back. I miss the last this. note. I have the last note. I have is that uh, trivia will be back. Uh, and better than ever next week, next week. Oh, hell I, yeah. yeah. I actually f- completely forgot about that. Yeah, no, it sounds good. I'm excited to uh, get that back up and rolling. Um, all right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Appreciate the love and support, as always. Um, week one under the belts. We'll see you next week for a little week two recap. But until then, and without further ado, class dismissed. <laughs> <laughs>